I do. And I don't. They always say Friday, Friday, but and Sunday, fun day. But how about Monday, fun day? Fun, fun day. Well, because you pronounce the O like a U. Fun day. Monday, fun day. Monday, fun day. And it's a fun day because I do and I don't podcast show drops on the drops. interwebs. Oh yeah, gosh. we're cool. Like the kids. Yeah, like the kids are saying. And they're like, that's so dope. Let's listen to this great podcast about intimate relationships. All the questions come from their listeners and they remain anonymous. That's what the kids are saying. Yeah, imagine the 100%. kids. 100%. My kids are not saying that. I can tell you this Oh much. my goodness, what? They keep everyone anonymous? Absolutely. Kat's the only one that reads the questions. She brings them into the studio and then Jewel answers them with precision. Um, laser-like precision. Laser-like, even. You're so yeah. cute, Joel. I can't deal sometimes. <laughs> I just want to pinch your cheeks. Why, thanks, Mom. I have a cat. Um... <laughs> I think you called me mom in the last episode as well, unless you were actually no, addressing I was, your mother. I, totally I get confused sometimes. <laughs> so I am known to attract the younger male set. Mm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, probably, well, I'm 27 and uh, <laughs> you were 35. So I guess. <laughs> in my imagination. So I have an eight year difference there. And it's oh, a big deal. Wow. Um, Kat, uh, what are we talking about today? Do we have a theme? Last episode, it was make sure you like have sex outside of your relationship it was and fidelity and anal <laughs> have anal outside of your relationship What's do we have a theme uh we today we're talking about boundaries mm. boundaries and libido mm. ba- la boundaries the boundaries la boundario. But anyway um okay well should we jump right in yes we should i think not a lot of preamble but last episode we talked we about ambled it. quite a great deal yeah. so Here's your concise Monday, friends. Question number one. I am a man who leans toward being sexually dominant. Mm, Sounds like your favorite kind. (laughs) It's not a fetish, but I really enjoy telling a woman what to do in bed. Mm -hmm. At what point in communication with a lover or potential lover should I bring this up? Do you have to? See, if you're sexually dominant, I don't want you to tell me until you have a fistful of my hair. Straight up. Like... And then you're not telling, you're showing. Exactly. This is a show versus tell scenario, I think. And also, again, and I don't want to paint every woman with the same brush, but I, I think he's going to have a harder time finding a dominant woman than he is a submissive woman. Mm-hmm. So generally, I think you're just going to be fine. It's it's going to work out yeah. just fine. I mean, it is a dance, of course, and like some people have some triggers around how they want to be touched, even if they are submissive. Right. Um, yeah, it's like some, how dominant. Like you can tell sometimes just by the way someone kisses you where they're going to be at. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how so? Let's get let's delve a little deeper into that idea. Like, like if they touch your face when they're kissing you, a woman. Like, no, Either the man, touches, the man your face touches your face while they're kissing you. And they're like, you can feel it. What about like a hand around the back of the head? Mm-hmm. Like that's a, that's a dominant yep. thing. Yep. And I feel now because of my own spiritual path that I'm on, mm-hmm. I can sense it in a way mm-hmm. that I couldn't before just in like basic interactions with people. Like I can feel when a man is in his masculine now. What about just like a lean in? And then an ass grab. 
like a pretty strong ass crack. I don't. I feel like if you haven't already broached that territory, that's not a good leading move. Maybe not. No, I'm just showing showing dominance. That's what I'm trying to. Right, but again, but you're not it's opening a dance. With that. No, you're definitely not opening with that. Okay. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know, like when you are engaged sexually. I don't think you need to tell someone before you've reached the point where you're about to have sex with each other. I don't think you should tell someone. No. Um, like, especially if you're not into any particular type of kink, you know? Like, yeah, so it's, it's like you're, you're if, I feel like if you go, by the way, I'm dominant, I, I like to dominate. You're immediately not being dominant. One. <laughs> two, I feel like, I mean, it depends how much of a warning you need to give. Like, what we we've sort of split hairs over this before like how dominant what does dominance mean but if you're just like dominant like i would say in a typical way like pulling hair a little bit of spanking you know the, like just like leaning in like being a do- dominating the sexual space i really enjoy telling a woman what to do in bed or telling a woman what to do that y- like if you say I'm I, I'm a bit of a I dominate I'm a I'm a bit dominant in bed. Saying that might conjure up ideas of like I'm going to get my spurs out and my whips out. I'm gonna get like yeah. If someone's saying that as a, <laughs> a heads up, PS. Yeah, yeah. I get then it's like oh, it's an alarm what am sure. I gonna have to wear <laughs> with the ball gag thing? Like, so I would unless that's what you're where you're going with it because mm-hmm. that could use a warning. Yeah. You know, yeah, a hundred percent. If you're getting into like, even I think even strangling, frankly, like I know it's become very common amongst the kids, but I don't think you should put your hands around someone's throat without Mm -hmm. having a conversation about that first. But if it's if it's like you do this, bend over. I want you know do the you know whatever. Yeah, I feel like that's par for the course a little bit. It can be for sure, and you don't really need to give a forewarning, but you you will get feedback as to whether or not someone's into that. Absolutely. Which I think you're going to find mostly people are. Generally, yes. Yeah. Yep. So, that uh, one was easy. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Check. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, question number two. <laughs> so easy. I love it when they're easy. This episode's like, this episode's like 20 minutes. <laughs> we should have done a preamble. In hindsight, we should have done a preamble. <clears throat> Uh, however, okay, just, just to like come back to this, if you were submissive as a man in the mm. bedroom, would that require a conversation oh, first? Oh yeah. Right? I, th- I agree if with you. If you're submissive, I mean, for, like you kind of have to advertise that. Yeah. To be perfectly honest with you, I, like, I am comfortable and happy and enjoy what, y- what you were saying, like a traditional dominant, uh, role mm-hmm. which i think is just common and that's what most men are doing and most women are accepting they're just yeah whatever wherever i'll do whatever you know what i mean but i also part of me truly craves and i don't know if it's ever been particularly satisfied a woman and i don't mean in a dominatrix sort of way like i don't want to be demeaned or those types of things but really taking the reins and being like, this is what I want. Mm. Do this to me. Yes, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. You're, doing a, you're, you're doing a good. Like, I mean, I get positive feedback, but I'm the one that's like edge of the bed, bend over. Do, you know what I mean? I'm the one guiding the uh, ballet. Right. You know what I mean? I'm the director. I don't, I want to be directed. Mm-hmm. And I just want to fill the role and fill the hole. <laughs> um, 
And that's that's not. Uh, I don't. Yeah, it's just. I, I feel like it's almost impossible. I feel it's very uncommon. You it's know? really hard for women to ask for what they want. Yeah, which you you can beg them to ask for what they want, yeah, and, and they're some, like, I don't some know, still can't. But I'm wondering if it's like you know, and I hate to put it out there, that, and I know like uh, you're gonna have something to say about this, but indifference. Like indifference to the extent where you're like, I don't care. I want you to do what you what you want to do. I want you to tell me what you want. I'll be fine with whatever. This is another conversation that's hard for me to speak to because I don't understand it. Yeah, that's like, why I, I, was, I was like, yeah. I know you won't see this. I, so when I'm with a new partner, there is a part of me that likes to kind of sit back and see how they are in the space first and see mm-hmm. like what what their vibe is and how they move through a sexual encounter. But I have no problem if I'm comfortable with someone saying, okay, try this, do that. Right. Or like giving really enthusiastic vocal feedback. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not a sports commentator because I've been with someone before who's just like play by play, constantly talking through sex. And that is just like, no thanks, not into that at all. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think in times where I haven't been able to give feedback, it's because I've been rejected. Mm. and don't feel like I can be authentic with what I need and what I want and it's not going to be well received. Right. But I don't see that happening for you because I feel no, like you're I, really uh, open that way. I so. haven't done that. I, I've, I've just, and I th- it might be the type of people that c- kind of work well with me sexually or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so it's, it might just be, you know, my cross to bear. <laughs> I think maybe that uh, probably what's more likely the case with a lot of women is that they don't, really know what they want or like that's what i mean but to me that's not because they're indifferent it's just because we're conditioned to like not i know but it smacks of indifference because it's a person that doesn't care Mm -hmm. it's like whatever yeah and and to me it's like no no i want you to be like this is an idea that i had yeah like i once in a while i want to ride you i want to sit on your dick you know like that's not uncommon because of course that's the one where like or, but actually, I feel like that's the only, that's the only proactive thing that I've experienced. I mm-hmm. can't, like, fuck me from behind. Like, I don't think I've had any of those types of things, really. It's really just, like, my creativity kind of guiding the thing. Take this wooden spoon and break it over my ass? No? No one's ever said that to you before? No. That's too bad. No. And I'm sorry, Joel. I'm just so pissed yeah. that I haven't been able to break, I mean, a two-by-four fair, but a wooden <laughs> spoon. Um, a two-by-four. <laughs> break this over my back. What? No. It's way too much. I don't think I could. You're making it's... me think of the WW. I guess it's WWE now, yeah. but when I was a kid, it was the WWF and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Someone somewhere is going to really love that reference, so you're welcome. Break a chair over my head. <laughs> but the, anyway. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so if you're truly like you don't want to dominate and you're always submissive and, you, and you're, a dude. <laughs> you're a guy, good <laughs> luck. <laughs> <laughs> you're but, probably going to have to meet people on FetLife. Yeah, that seems like a rarity, and and <laughs> you'll have to be like, yeah, I don't uh, like. Imagine I don't want to. Imagine being the like it, in my mind, it's the woman in the relationship because you're not giving like. It feels it feels weird to say that, right? But it's so like, I mean, I just have not had the experience where someone's been like, this is how we're gonna do things, 
And that's really crazy. Have you like have you been with a partner where they've just like pounced on you? And Oh, I've been with people that have been I, by the way, it's not like everyone's just lying there indifferent. Like people are like <laughs> active and present in right. the like they'll push back. They're just not super vocal about what they want. Yeah, like I'm the one that's going, this is what we're doing now. Okay. And then they'll maybe like, you know, if we're doing doggy style, they'll they'll push back. They right. don't just like sit there and <laughs> take it go. for the queen. Yeah, like they're with it. Like they're yeah. in the moment. They're having sex. Yeah. You know, but I'm the one that's making it all happen. And then sometimes I will be th- the one that even says like, yeah, p- you know, grind up on oh my god when i think of some of the things that i've done to make sex interesting like <laughs> costumes and scripts and like i'm not shitting you right now staged locations you know what cat you have a vagina sex <laughs> is gonna be interesting i know but it's fun too to sure. just like it's a playground it should be a playground if your sex life is not a playground then i don't know i mean frankly your body is a wonderland. Oh, wow. Um, okay. <laughs> Question number two. Okay. That was some good filler. <laughs> Don't call it filler. <laughs> I'm going through a separation. This decision was brought on by my ex, but after some discussion, we both agreed it was the right decision. My issue. Every time I go out with friends, I look nice. My ex gets very emotional and tries to be affectionate. Hugs, kiss on the cheek, compliments, and flirty language. This makes me angry or uncomfortable and confused. And while I don't want to cause an argument, I'm struggling to set boundaries with him that won't hurt him or cause petty fighting because we both tend to lash out when things get emotional. How do I say, hey, dude, you left me. Deal with my hot ass going out without you, sucker, in an appropriate, nice way. (laughs) For context, he often stays... In my home with our daughter when I go out, so not seeing him to avoid this isn't always an option. Ah. I, I also dug for more information here. Yeah, that's what they're I was still like. living together while mm. they're sorting through this. Mm. So I was like, "Well, why do you have no other babysitters?" Like, come on. Okay, but, so so but hold on. The the problem here is I uh, the problem here is that they're still living together. Yeah, <laughs> sure. What were but you? That's say? not as a, the problem here is that. He's being extra nice when she's hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe put up with the compliments. I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I. I mean, I can understand. I can understand why that would too. be confusing. If if he's the one who initiated he the breakup it, yeah. and is now like, wow, you look so gorgeous, like. I think it's a pretty classic wanting to have your cake and eat it too. Absolutely. Um, but the, but the, okay, so I understand the quote unquote confusion, but we also it's so easy to see the what it is. Absolutely. Like presumably they didn't break up because they thought each other was hideous. You know, like right. there are probably other yeah. things in the way besides attraction. So you're still going to be attractive to your partner if you're still under the same roof. Like, how easy would it be to just, like, come home after a night out with your girlfriends and, like... You have that have, familiar thing that you that probably enjoy. familiar sex yeah. with someone who knows you so well. So, I guess, like, if you really want to avoid this, then maybe on the nights when you are going out, don't come home. <laughs> like Ooh, he, he's going to love that. He won't love it, but, you know, it, it's a necessary part of, you know, moving forward. Have someone else watch your kid those nights. Yeah. Like, 
if you have someone else who can take your child, they could be the ones. Or ask yeah. him to go out. Like, if you want to go out, go stay at your friend's house tonight and find a different mm-hmm. babysitter. Like, you're not making it any easier on each other. And I think it's very natural that there would still be attraction, you know, and... And, and the jealousy of your partner who, you know, guys will know that not anyone probably, but like I've had breakups, you know, you know, it's not going to work out. You know that that needs to happen and you still like, it burns you up to think of your partner with someone else. Yeah. We are all, we're complex creatures, right? It's not black and white. It's not like I can't be with you. So it's totally fine with me if anyone else is. It's like, I can't be with you, but I do not want you with anyone else. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) And now you look hot. Okay. I would like to be with you sexually. Yes. You know, and make sure that no one else is. Yeah. Also, yeah, you look too hot. So other people are going to see you. Can you, maybe if I'm nice to you, maybe mm-hmm. that'll, maybe that'll confuse you enough to keep you not having sex with other people. Like, just you have to find a way. Like, you've got to create some more boundaries. Get there. that distance. Yeah. And, uh, and, and also I, go like, hey, yeah, this is a nice thing that the person said. I, I'll just not feel that I like this. Like, I mean, it's yeah, like it's not, what they're doing is not shitty. It's confusing a hundred percent. It's not shitty. And I think like, I think Joel and I are aligned in saying, don't, don't do this when they're around. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you're not going to be living together for much longer, create ways in which they don't have to be right there to witness you going out and getting dolled up. Cause Regardless of who did the breaking up, it's not easy. You know, you're sharing a child as well. So it's like complex. You're going to have to have some semblance of a healthy relationship for many years to come. So just be really careful through this time. And and that's that's another good point where it's just like, you know, you don't want to say you gave this up, sucka, and all the rest (laughs) of it. But in a sense, in just doing this, and I'm not I'm not saying this to say that you're doing anything wrong, but yeah. in just doing this, you are saying that to yeah, him. Yeah, it is an inherent, you gave this up. There's a little moment. bit of a flaunt. <laughs> yes. And, and but the, the so there's kind of, yeah, the two sides of that coin. So that would be better for him. Mm-hmm. But then also, okay, if it's impossible, like he has to come over to take care of your daughter, he's going to be there, he is going to see this. You can absorb those compliments and just realize that they're they're not coming from a place of I want us back together again. Don't let them confuse you. He just finds you attractive that night. Yeah. You know? And maybe there is a twinge of regret that's not going to amount to anything. You guys broke up for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like you're going out. Just focus on, you know, your own thing. And, like, take the compliment. Just be like, thanks. Yep. Perfect. That's a perfect answer. Yeah. And and there's also a nice, there's also a great deflection, which is, uh, have you been seeing anyone? Or or do you guys go out with, you know, have you gone out with the guys recently? Or, you know, we went over to this, we, we checked out this great club or wherever you're going. Maybe you should go with the guys sometime. You know, like kind of illustrate to him through those kinds of uh, kind of side, it's not, not side remarks, but those kind of comments. I'm open. I'm, I know that you can go see yes, other people. And you can, you do can this. also look good and, and put on way too much cologne and 
gel your hair and go to horrible places to try to pick up trashy people. Like, we both can do that. I hate cologne. I hate it. I'm not a fan either. I hate it so much. It's too potent. No, I can't. I can't handle it. Not, mm-hmm. No, it's not good. When someone when someone puts on too much cologne, I instantly get my sage and I start smudging. <laughs> oh, I've taught you so well. <laughs> oh, I heard about something. Not I was I was reminded of it like a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And this is such a sidebar. Like this is totally not related to anything Go we're on. talking about. Do you know that you can steam your yoni? Have you ever heard of this? <laughs> First of all, I need to know what a yoni is. <laughs> a yoni is your vulva. Okay. Uh, and you can steam it. Like you can squat over a bowl of steam, like mm-hmm. infused with herbs to mm-hmm. like energetically mm-hmm. and spiritually cleanse your vagina. This is a thing. And I don't know why, but I thought of you as soon as I heard about it again. Cause I was like, in Joel. the sense of like Joel would hate that I'm steaming my vagina. That anyone was steaming their vagina with magically infused herbs. Well, first of all, like part, part of it would be you, the hair would probably curl so tightly. <laughs> That that might be nice to just keep it out of the way. I would 100% burn myself attempting to do this. I know it. I know I would. I burn my labia. Yeah. And then like how long are you out of commission with the steam burn to your clitoris? Oh, like, I, Those are serious just, burns. Is it worth it, right? Like, You know, even without the burning. I think what I should <laughs> I'm do. I'm pretty sure it's not worth it. What I should do instead is invest in one of those amethyst dildos. Yeah, that's a good like, idea. Beat it out. I feel like. <laughs> Beat out your vulva? Whatever. Beat, Whatever I'm, I'm trying to cleanse. I'm going to beat my yoni. What am I cleansing out of my yoni? It's just like, it's like people like, hmm. Three months I'm of- bored. What can, we fi- what can we do to just do something on social media to get people doing stupid can shit they don't need to? Can someone somewhere please explain to us the need or practice of yoni steaming? Why are we doing this? Help me understand. I don't get it. lonely on the inside. And I can't hear the word yoni without thinking of yoni. (laughs) (laughs) Yoni live at the Acropolis. Acropolis. (laughs) That was actually a misspeak, but I'm amazing. Again, I hope that these uh, pubes are not like Yanni's hair. I'm dying. Uh, Question number three, shall we? Sure, yeah. This is one that we have fielded from every angle at this point now, I think. Let's do it again. (laughs) We're going to revisit (laughs) it. Why not? In the enthusiastic spirit in which we revisited anal, just in case you are new to listening to this podcast. What could it be about? You said libido. Oh, somebody in the relationship. I need to boost my libido. Mm. (laughs) Actually, that is true for me right now. For the first time in a fucking long time, may I say? Well, we've done. We've done. Someone else needs to boost their libido. Let's interject some more uh, excitement in the sex life. Have yeah, we really no, spoken per- to an this individual? This person saying they need to boost their libido. I'm a single woman in my twenties. Oh, this is different. In your twenties, and I have sex regularly because oh. I enjoy human touch, mm-hmm. but I'm rarely actually horny. So, mm. what do I do? Eat more oysters? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> well, they are an aversiac, I hear. Yes, they are. Try, try, papa- try papaya. Steam your yoni. See how far you get yeah, with that you, one. You know, as soon as you steam your yoni, you know what? I've learned that sometimes people have less of a sex drive. It's true. And there are many reasons why that could be. Is that wrong, Kat? No, of course not. 
I think, first of all, your baseline sex drive is your baseline sex drive. You mm-hmm. kind of have an awareness of what that is. But if there have been moments in your life where you do feel hornier, let's just use the word horny because it's really basic. We all know what that yeah. means. Horny is like you're middle of the day and then suddenly you're thinking about sex and like really wanting to have sex. You're masturbating by yourself. Absolutely. You're just not just you're waiting like, for oh, somebody yeah. to touch you. Yes. So particularly with females, women, um, that kind of spontaneous, like I'm thinking about sex in the middle of the day for any reason whatsoever, that's not as common as it is for men, mm-hmm. straight up. Um, for women, arousal sort of happens more slowly. So there oftentimes has to be like a prompt. So whether it's like a suggestive comment or something you see or, you know, like an idea that gets into your head. Um, a that, picture of Zac Efron on Netflix. <laughs> or whatevs. Uh, <laughs> Zac Efron. I don't get it, but okay. Um, yeah, so it, the seed has to be planted in a more purposeful way with women in general. So that said, uh, then like there's like a physiological response that happens a lot more slowly for women too. So you may not get super horny until someone has been paying attention to you physically for a time. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily have to be like direct sexual contact. It could just be like touch or, you know, massage or kissing, making out with someone for a while. But this is an interesting uh, added uh, twist to this question where she is having regular sex. Yeah. And and yet it's not sort of inspiring more horniness. Right. You know, oftentimes when we... uh, have sex or masturbate regularly it just like it's a compounding sort of interest yep. and so that just gets us going more and more but that's not happening here and i'm wondering this is a little theory that i came up with if she's having uh casual sex with multiple partners like a different partner quite regularly uh that might just be mediocre sex not very connected sex and it's not something that you're necessarily going to crave mm-hmm. because it's just lackluster. Yeah. You know, and you're, you're, you're enjoying being touched. You're enjoying that sort of, I guess, those sensations and uh, being intimate with somebody. But intimate is a, is a very weak word in yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you're being sexual with somebody. You're being sexual with someone. Uh, maybe if you found like a, a really great sex partner who, um, yeah, you don't necessarily need to like be in love with this person mm-hmm. or in a long-term committed relationship but you're having great sex and you're regularly having great sex and like exploring that one person and they're exploring you and you're actually being able to connect in a stronger way that might actually inspire more of a libido 100 percent, because yeah. there's and more to want there you're totally right about that i think so then in the absence of that how does she nurture her own libido mm. which is the question so I mean, like, first of all, I think there needs to be an awareness around whether or not there may be some medications involved in dimming their sex drive. Oh, okay. Like birth control can even do that, strangely mm-hmm. enough. True. A lot of anti-anxiety medications or that. antidepressants can also, like, c- yeah. kind of crush yeah. that. Mm-hmm. What's going on in your life? Are you stressed out? Do you have a lot of moving pieces? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's unlikely that you're a parent at this point, but maybe you are, so that's going to be demanding a lot of your attention. And honestly, like, there's so much happening at any given time. For women, a lot of the sexual response begins in the head. So if your head is really cluttered with other stuff, it's going to be difficult. Um, How physically active are you? You know, if you're living a pretty sedentary life, it can affect your sex life for sure. How are you eating? 
So let's say all of those things you've checked in on and you're in great health and you're paying a lot of attention to your physical movement and your diet and exercise. The next step is then to start playing with fantasy. Like what turns you on? Is there is there a worth uh, noting the idea of do you feel sexy type of thing? And we yep. were talking about that girl that cheated on her husband. She felt extra sexy because somebody else found her attractive. Yep. And does this girl have any sort of body issues that she should maybe address or think about for a second? Yeah, potentially. That's a good point. Like how sexy do you feel? Yeah. How grounded in your own sexuality are you? And that's a big uh, sort of um, alarm, not an alarm bell, but something that I always notice with people that I'm talking to. If they don't regularly masturbate or they're not in touch with their own sexuality, that's going to really limit things with us like mm-hmm. for know, sure it will it's it, it so this is important too and you made me think of this in in what you were just saying like are you do you feel sexy because of the ways other people have told you that you are sexy or do you feel sexy because there are certain things about yourself that you find very sexy mm-hmm. for women that's really essential i think because a lot of our attractiveness is fed back to us by other people and then we just kind of assume it but like, it, have you ever done a check-in? And, like, what do you love about your own body? What do you enjoy about the way you move? Like, what part of your features do you find really compelling and sensual? Like, do an assessment, a self-assessment in that way. It's a it's a weird uh, conversation to broach with people. And I've done it, again, through, like, online dating and you, you talk to people. And there's an apprehension about sexual conversation to begin with mm-hmm. because oh you just want sex yeah that's, that's a fear of everyone it seems <laughs> terrifying very, very common fear uh of, from women and but but the thing that i always like to kind of try to understand more now than ever just in my uh experiences um it's i've realized how important it is and it's the idea of what's your relationship with sex. And it's it, it it's hard for women to speak from that perspective because I don't think they think about it. No, a it's lot like of women you don't. you own your own relationship with sex. You realize but that. But this is it. Like we were taught from the time that we were very small that uh, we are objects. And that's, it's such, it's it's so damaging. I know, it's fucked for all of us, isn't and, it? And I'm, I'm going to say that like, you know, and we, I think... Th- the knee-jerk reaction to when you say the word sexual repression is to, to assume a religious aspect. No, it's not. But it's, it's, it is, but it's also far, far afield from that as well. Absolutely. I think it has a lot to do with the patriarchy if we're going to get real technical sure. about it. But just like this idea that it's the same as what what's attractive about us is what xyz ex-boyfriend told us was hot right right. right? like maybe that's true but what do we feel about it what do we feel about like how do we like to be touched yeah and so whenever i talk to women about trying to reignite their own sexuality i always say start in the sensual which is not the same as the sexual right Mm -hmm. like pay attention to how your body experiences the senses in the world like what what do you like the taste of? What well, foods feel good in your mouth? Yeah. You know, like... Textures. Textures. Thing, things that you eat just to create pleasure. What are those things? Indulge in that. How do you like to touch yourself? Like, so many of us get out of the shower and blindly slap on moisturizer. What if you take some more time with that? Like, what if you give yourself a few extra minutes and just, like, literally, intentionally self-love while you're moisturizing in the morning? 
light candles for your own sake and just stay in that like tactile world of this feels really good to me. And it doesn't have to be about sex at first, but as you start to register, this is what that feels like. And I really like that or, you know, anything. You know, I, I went on a rant one time and <laughs> I love your rants <laughs> and it's a rant that I, I really believe in. And, um, you know, it comes from a place like for him as a man, and I know that all men are different. So, you know, there are some men that, you know, you, they can have sex five times in an hour, but they're short spurts, you know, but some of us like having a longer experience and then we come once and we, we've kind of, our bodies are pretty well tapped out. You have a vagina mm-hmm. that can come and come and come and you like the the stamina of that thing and the amount of pleasure it can experience is just like immense and it's something that like i'm jealous of <laughs> it's so it's so powerful and it, it this is it, like when i ranted about this to somebody i, I don't think they i think they just kind of rolled their eyes but i said oh, you got to honor your pussy yes you're not playing with that thing yeah. You're not mate, you're not experiencing as much pleasure. You're not squeezing as much life out of that thing that you can. Yeah. You 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 neglect it. Yeah, well, and this is it. I think that like there's still a lot of shame attached to our own sexuality and our sexual awareness and I don't I don't know. I would be very interested to sit in a room with women who I know and admire and find beautiful and interesting and say like how many of you take time out of your day just to masturbate for your own sake? Right. For you, like for you. And it doesn't have to be like, okay, maybe you do want to lay down for a couple hours and like read some erotic writing and just like get in there with your hands and just take your time with it. Or maybe you're just going to rub one out because it's been a shitty day and you just like, you want that nice little oxytocin release. How many people are actually doing that? Like taking time out. And, and, And taking that, like we're describing here, the, the, time and effort in your life you're 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 living this life Mm -hmm. to explore and understand your relationship with sex your personal (laughs) one-on-one relationship with this thing that we all have we all have our own relationship inside ourselves with sex in our minds in our bodies this is it. This is where, like, from, and how are you not exploring that? But we, and I think it's because so many people have attached sex to this thing that we give other people. Yeah, wrong. It's wrong, and I agree with you. And, and I think that's because, as a society, and again, this is partially religion, but also consumerism and sure. the patriarchy. Yes. Like, sex has become a currency. It's no longer oh, a spiritual practice. And I, we talked. We we talked about it briefly on one of the podcasts where I was saying. I hate the idea of sex being tra- transactional, yeah. and I will always hate that. Yep. Um, I don't care. We, I know we don't. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of sex work is work. Mm-hmm. I hate transactional sex. Well, it, it. I hate it. It's taking away, and and you know, like sex can just be about quick physical gratification. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's not the good sex. But it's not like it has so much greater potential. I mean, when you think about it, we would not exist in this universe without sex. It is why we are here. It is why we are perpetuating ourselves as a species. It's how we are all connected. And there's so much more to be had in a sexual practice than just like 
having orgasms, you know, right. or getting off. Like there's right. an exchange of energy and, and this is an exchange of energy you can experience solo because when you're tapped into that place of your sexual connection, you are literally connected to the universe, I think. I think this is like... I'm, I'm nodding. I don't know exactly <laughs> where I stand on that statement, but you... But you can go elsewhere in the midst of a good orgasm. Yeah. You know, and like you can lay down as a woman and masturbate when you're not feeling horny just to explore and experience your body. And I would actually encourage people to do this on a regular basis. And by the way, um, I mean, this is a... Be naked. Yes. Yeah, spend time naked be as naked. much as possible. Like, get out of the shower. Don't get dressed. Lie in bed yeah. naked. Yeah. Do your phone stuff naked. Yep. Play with your clit a little if you want. Be naked. Be naked. Walk around the house naked. Be na- I love being naked. I'm naked a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Same. And I've got these big windows and I just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm about to move in with a roommate. And she was, she was laughing with me the other day. She said, ah, oh, we spend so much time naked and now we're going to have to change that. And I was like, but are we? <laughs> Is that weird? You know, do we stay <laughs> naked? You have a son. Does yeah. she have a son? Or? No, she's a daughter. <laughs> yeah, so a bit of a different... I know, it's going to get weird real fast, yeah. but I But, know. you know, man, nudity is... And it, and it makes you... It is... It makes you feel sexy. Like, there is a sexuality mm-hmm. to being... You know, you feel freer. Yeah. It's more comfortable, frankly. Yeah. And... It, but I want to I go down uh, a little bit of a strain. Well, it's not that strange... But it's a little bit of a rabbit hole. So we, we're talking about, and I'm, I'm kind of going to take a complete, is it 180 where you go the other direction? Or 360 is the full one. Yeah. I'm going to go 180, Kat. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know my directions. Yes, you do. My, uh, what are they called? Degrees. So we're, I just shouted about understanding your, your own sexuality. You only live one life use it for to get to know that sex and, and embrace it and honor your pussy. Um, but I spoke to somebody uh, somewhat recently who was three years in practicing celibacy. And she said... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The eyes widen, like, what the... Was she a monk? She said that um, she uh, pushed all her sexual energy into other things and and she uh mentioned things like self-actualization i believe or transmorphication i didn't really get much when i googled that um uh and enlightenment and the things that you can accomplish by getting rid of that out of your life so she doesn't think about sex anymore she just uh does other things and um, my knee-jerk reaction was, what on earth could you possibly experience, and what kind of what does this enlightenment do for you that that is would could possibly be worth it? Could possibly be worth getting rid of sex out of your life? And then I'll take it one step further, and you can speak to this as well. The uh, like I I kind of and I'm a little bit outspoken, I suppose, but I was like. Um, and I had had a brief, like, um, I spent some extra time with her before, uh, years ago. Um, so I kind of had a little bit of an inside look. I was like, I think this is coming from repression. Mm -hmm. She goes, I never enjoyed sex that much. I was like, that's, I think because you were sexually repressed, you were never open to it. And and by all means, you may have had some lousy experiences because not all 
sexual experiences are going to be good. But they are definitely not going to be good when you're close to them mm-hmm. and when you feel guilt or shame surrounding them. Yeah, I mean... And then celibacy, of course, seems like a great idea. Well, I think... But is it... But can we... Could we, when we're giving advice to this woman, say maybe you don't have much of a libido and you should let it go? So when you told me this person was three years into celibacy, and, like, to me, my question is, like, how complex and difficult was their relationship to sex to forswear it for such an extensive amount of time? Extensive. That's extensive. Three years is a long time to go without sex. Like, I tried to be celibate for a month once, and I lasted... A week. By the way, I don't think <laughs> I don't think she's coming back from it. No, I don't think so either. But you know, there are people who are asexual. Like that is a real situation. Where so. does that like my what I I just was, sat with that and I was just like, you know, can it be anything other than being repressed, and that being this um, catalyst to not believing sex has that kind of value i said to this person that i can't wait to have a balcony that's an open air area to have sex outside i can't wait for you to have a balcony out there as well and she said that's weird well i mean is it weird i don't think it's weird but then it's me so why are people gonna think that's weird oh you oh you want to have sex out inside where the air is breezes blowing and it's really nice and you're in the sun and what, what how's that weird i think it's amazing i had sex in a thunderstorm once that is was that, like, is that weird no folks? i mean maybe it is but are I, we mental well a little bit but i mean <laughs> i don't know i think <laughs> i think celibacy is a complex thing right like I feel like you can access enlightenment this way for sure, mm-hmm. but in a in a really intentional and spiritual sexual practice, you can do the same. Mm. And so you don't need to cut yourself off from your own human desire but in it was, order to sorry. conjure that. And it was so clear, I mean, with this person, and, and, and it's so hard for me to imagine that this isn't the case when these things happen, that this person couldn't see sex as even an honorable thing. Oh, yeah, for like sure. Like a good thing. Yeah, I mean, there are lots of people who have very complex sexual experiences. Like instead, right? it's like, no, no, ugh. And it's, and like you say, the give, it's whatever the guy, like is the, what does this guy want? It's like, no, you, it's not so crass. Yeah, I think if someone, someone was going to forswear sex forever, then there's some really complicated shit that's happened there, I think, to some extent. But here's a different angle. I I remember one night at work, a coworker of mine was reading something, and she goes, oh, my goodness, this is so sad. This girl, it's funny you mentioned, is she a monk? This girl became a nun when she was 19 years old. She's never had sex She's never had any alcohol. She's never partied. She never. She hasn't had any experiences. She went straight into whatever the nunnery, whatever they call it. Convent. Convent. I never remember that word. Straight into the convent, and she's been a nun ever since. And I said, as a bit of a devil's advocate, but I don't disbelieve this, if, let's say, Catholicism is real, 
And being a nun is a, a way that you can communicate with God. And you can have access to the creator of the universe then who cares about having a drink and getting drunk mm-hmm. or sex or any of those things? Those things all pale in comparison when you think of this, and sh- this other girl mentioned enlightenment, I, f- I feel like that would be in that direction as well. Yeah, it's similar for like, sure. Like, it's, it's almost like, you know, yeah, okay, maybe it's not so crazy after all. It's like there's something that, that is almost even more to be gained. Well, I, like, it is said that there is no connection greater than the connection to the divine. So however you're accessing that, however it is important to you, and this is another thing too, for many people now, they don't care about that. <laughs> they don't feel com- Which is, compelled to be connected to the divine or to the universe or to whatever they want to call it. They don't believe in it. So mm. they're just going around like trying to rub their parts on people. And I think that that's <laughs> that's a lot of dudes, and I think that that's why a lot of girls are going. <laughs> like I'm gonna eh, become celibate for three years. Yeah, I think I'll just uh, forget about this thing. It's interesting because it, it made me think of. I remember. I think it was uh, the Apostle Paul in the Bible, and I don't want to get all religious, but he said, like for him, he he was celibate. He was like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I, all I want to do is the Lord's work. Yep. Like that's my goal. And I'm able to do this, but most people are not going to be able to do this. It's true. So don't do it. Don't try it. Yeah. <laughs> do you want like have a wife, have children, mm-hmm. have sex with each other? Don't try what I'm doing. For me, it's fine, but don't count on it being fine for you. Yeah. Which is a I don't know why the Catholic Church hasn't noticed that for their priests. Oh, because it's definitely not fine for many of them. <laughs> yeah, as well. they're not. Uh, they're not hacking it. Yeah, so I I think like celibacy is extremely unnatural for humans. It's it, it's very difficult. And I, I mean, th- I wouldn't even. I was celibate for I made the first however week. many years of my life. A week. I, I lasted a week when I tried to take a celibacy yeah. vow to myself. Like I'm going to take a break. Maybe it was it two weeks. It might have been two weeks. I don't even think it was two weeks. Anyway, when you're celibate, like you're not even playing with yourself. Like I, I've recent. Oh, really? What? I'm assuming. Oh. I don't think this girl. Well, then I lasted two hours. <laughs> I'm gonna be celibate. Hello. <laughs> no, for me it was like I'm not having sex or sexual interaction. Yeah, with I don't other think. People. I think to be honest with you, I think celibacy is like nothing clean clear like right. that's you're not thinking about it i mean it. that makes sense because i know a lot of monks who practice celibacy don't masturbate cuz they don't want to like dispel any of that energy yeah you your the sexual energy is all put into other things and i joked with this girl i go what like a pea sized sexual energy <laughs> yeah you had, you had no sexual energy what are you talking about but um anyway so for this girl you're not going to be celibate so no. you might as well go whole whole hog the other direction I think that she should really energetically explore her own sexuality it's yours on her own yeah and then you can you can maybe even think what do I want what what could turn me on what am I going to be interested in what do I want from a man yeah what do what do what do I want my sex life to be like yeah like how would I fuck me how could someone serve my needs how would I fuck me yeah and then get somebody to do that. I'm going to take myself away for a romantic vacation and contemplate deeply how I would fuck myself. Yeah. If I were dating me. Do it. Everyone should do it. And that's our last question. You've been listening to 
I do and I don't podcast show. It's a marriage advice. <laughs> it's a marriage and how to get your libido back. Um, intimate relationship advice podcast. Hey, you can send your questions and we love answering them to I do and I don't show at gmail.com or on our social media, facebook.com and the other one, Instagram, at I, and then the slash I do and I don't show. <laughs> And our uh, website, I do and I don't dot show. But send our, send your questions. We'll answer them. And uh, the only thing I have to say is, guys, you got to do your dusting, you know? Uh, it, it, especially, yeah, this is what guys I know. I got a lot of dust around here. You got to dust. You got to dust. You got to dust. <laughs>